With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Jay Billis, ESPN College Basketball Analyst and uh, popular analyst at that, joining us on the program. Uh, Emotional weekend there. What did you expect was going to happen uh, with the final game there with Coach K at Cameron? I didn't know. Uh, as you said, there was an emotional element to it that none of us could predict, you know, how we'd feel. And even though we knew this was coming uh, since last spring, uh, it, the finality of it and the fact that there was so much, it was like a royal wedding in a way. I mean, there was so much pomp and circumstance around it. The, the media coverage, I mean, the, the, the media camped out there was, uh, was incredible. Uh, so it was kind of an odd feeling. And then having all the former players down there before the game, uh, one, it was really cool to see everybody. But um, it, it was just it was so different than anything uh, I've ever been through before. Uh, but it was it was there were parts of it that were incredibly cool. You know, you just wonder, is it going to impact the game? And I don't know. Honestly, I don't know whether it did or didn't. I mean, before that, before the game, everybody talked about the emotion is going to be this great weight on the players and all that. Uh, but I think I had said, if Duke wins, everybody's going to say they rode the wave of emotion to a victory. If they lose, they're going to say it was a huge distraction and a reason they lost. All that stuff's just a sort of an excuse or rationalization. Um, it, it may have been a factor, but at the end of the day, you have to play. And, and Carolina was just better. If I would have said to you in 1985, we're going to get to this point with Coach K where we might be celebrating him as the greatest college basketball coach of all time, what would you have thought? 
I mean, I wouldn't have disputed it, but it, it's certainly hard to imagine that anyone could stick around somewhere 40 plus years and have this kind of success. I mean, when my, my class, which included Johnny Dawkins, Mark Allery, David Henderson, and Tommy Amaker was the next year, when that group left, um, there was no, no guarantee they'd ever have a team that good. I mean, we won 37 games that last year we were there and that was a record, uh, an all time record. And, uh, what it took till 2012 till Kentucky won 38 to beat that. Uh, so, and, and coach Kate had two or three 37 win teams after that and final fours and national championships. I mean, a coach makes one final four, it's a career maker and he's made 12 and has a chance for another one this year. That 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 just, you know, and that, that's where when, I was always really sensitive growing up in Los Angeles to the John Wooden discussion of the greatest of all time, that people would try to take Wooden down a peg by saying, well, they played in the West and it was easy to get through the West. And uh, he had Alcindor and Walton. Well, that was true. I mean, he won five titles with Alcindor and Walton. He won five without him. And, uh, but, but Coach K did it at, a, at the highest level for longer. Like Wooden won 10 in 12 years, which will never happen again. It, 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 to say it's extraordinary is an understatement. But the, the argument for Coach K against Wooden is that he did it for 40 years, you know, as number one and all these different things, did it in the television and internet uh, era when there were so many changes going on. Uh, it's really, really remarkable. I'm not sure we'll ever see his like again in that regard. I was wondering about this. You go back to Johnny Dawkins, which to me was sort of that transformational recruit that Coach K got. And then he convinced Leitner or Leitner's mom to not go to North Carolina and go to Duke. Grant Hill convincing him and his father not to go to North. I mean, North Carolina was going to get Leitner and Hill. And, you know, so if you look at those three, would you, is that correct though, that that was sort of what was happening at the time that Johnny I think was a, a big difference maker coming in. And then the fact that he talked Leitner and uh, Grand Hill out of going to North Carolina. Yeah, that was a, a, the big turning point. Johnny Dawkins is the most important player to ever play at Duke. It's certainly under Coach K. That, that, but for Johnny Dawkins, I'm not sure this, honestly, this happens. Yeah. Maybe it does, but I'm, I'm not sure it does. Uh, the, the key guy, though, before Leitner and, and Hill in the Duke versus North Carolina recruiting battle was Danny Ferry. Uh, Danny Ferry was uh, a high school senior in 1985 and Carolina was all over him. And back then when Carolina recruited you, you went and Duke got Ferry as the number one, number one player in the country. And that was when the tide started to shift and it became a fair fight in recruiting and, and Duke could get a player that Carolina wanted. Uh, so that was the one. And Ferry, you know, Ferry went to three Final Fours uh, during his period there and was National Player of the Year and one of the best college players, frankly, I ever saw. Um, so that was the guy that I think greased the skids for, you know, the Duke versus Carolina recruiting battles. And, and the truth is, Dan, we, uh, Duke and North Carolina recruited the same guys and still do. And, uh, and I always thought it was funny, like, uh, Duke recruited, I was a grad assistant when Duke was recruiting the heck out of Eric Montross. And he chose Carolina and Carolina recruited the heck out of Leitner and, and Hurley and all that. And Carolina fans hated Leitner and Hurley and Duke fans hated Montrose, who may be the <laughs> nicest person that's ever lived. And you're going, do you guys realize if they'd made a different decision, you would have put statues up of the, uh, the guys you claim you hate but it, on both sides. It, it just 
they both both schools recruit unbelievable guys and there's not a better person on the planet than hubert davis um and if he had gone to duke uh he'd be a, a duke icon and they 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 tout him but uh you know he went to carolina so they don't they don't care for him it's just that that's part of the rivalry i guess but I look back on Leitner, and I know Leitner was so important to the program, but did he also create sort of that us-against-the-rest-of-the-world mentality by his style of play, his personality? Yeah, that, that, that probably started with Ferry a little bit, and Ferry and Quinn Snyder kind of brought uh, Leitner up, and they were pretty hard on him uh, when he was a freshman. And, uh, and Leitner had unbelievably tough skin. He, he's probably, you know, in addition to – being arguably the best player ever at Duke, he was the best competitor that's ever played there. Uh, that dude was unbelievable. And I don't remember him, Dan, ever getting outplayed, whether it was Sha- Shaquille O'Neal or whomever. Uh, O'Neal may have been a better player, but he didn't outplay Leitner. I don't remember anybody ever doing that. And Leitner, like I used to play tennis with Leitner, and he, you know, he played ping pong and you know, ridiculously competitive in those things. And people don't believe this, but it's true. Leitner at 6'10", 6'11", whatever he was, could get in a handstand and walk on his hands from one baseline to the other. Uh, he, he was an extraordinary athlete, not in the run and jump sense. He was a good athlete, but, but an extraordinary athlete in the things that he could, the, the different things he was capable of doing. Like when you and I were kids, athlete meant could, do a, could play a lot of different sports and do a lot of different things. Now it means run and jump. Uh, but but Leitner was an extraordinary athlete in that way. He's Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst. Did it feel like the end of an era on Saturday? Yeah. Not just yeah. Coach K, uh, but I'm talking about college basketball. Yeah, uh, but but we've I've felt that before. You know, when Bob Knight uh, left uh, Indiana or when Dean Smith retired or when I was a kid when Wooden retired at the Final Four in 1975, uh, you, you felt like, oh boy, it's never going to be the same, and, and it is never going to be the same. But but in one part, there's there's sadness because um, he's leaving, but on the other part, it, it it's exciting. It's exciting for the next chapter for him and his family, but it's also exciting for the game too because there are other people that are going to step in. Uh, so I'm not worried about the game, uh, just like I wasn't worried about it when one and done, or worried about it when we the three point line came in or other changes. Um, the game will be the game will be just fine, but uh, but he let Bob Knight said this about Henry Iba. Well, I think when he went in the Hall of Fame, of all the shadows cast in the game, his is the longest. Hmm. And I kind of feel that way about Coach K. That that his, the shadow he he's cast in this game is the longest there's ever been. There have been some pretty long ones with Dean Smith and Bob Knight and Pete Newell. You name it, all the great coaches and the current guys now, like with. You know, Bayheim and and Izzo and Calipari and all these guys. We've had some iconic coaches, but one thing that is changing is is you know now that the the game it's been professional for a long time, but now that it's really professional with the players able to to monetize their their talent and the transfer portal, you know, now the coaches are not uh, supreme like they were in the past. They, they have to change the way they do business. And so, you know, we're, we're going to see a little bit of change in that. We may not have the super powerful kind of royalty type coaches like we've had. Uh, it, it, it may become a little more professional in that regard, too. Great to talk to you again, Jay. We'll uh, talk to you tournament time. Thanks for joining us as always. 
Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. I had a wild idea about Major League Baseball. Now, I know that it's not going to happen. I'll say that, but I just, you know, baseball is always experimental. They're, they're experimenting on how to speed up the game. What if you actually had a clock attached to Major League Baseball? 
let's say I gave you two and a half hours to play a baseball game, just like soccer does. And, you know, maybe you have extra time for something. You add like six minutes. But when the game ends, the game ends. And, and just that you're on the clock, and then those last couple of innings, even the last inning, you get a rally going, and you're on the clock, and you're not sure when it's going to end. Or you do have the clock up there, and you're hurrying up there. And then, you know, the pitcher's taking his good old time. Now you have the clock on him at 14 seconds. Get in the batter's box. Start to swing away. I know it would never happen, but if you want to speed up the process and you want to have something really interesting where you're not sure if you're going to be able to throw a pitch, you get one more bat, bases bases are loaded, all of a sudden, five, four, three. Yeah, Paul. Okay, so the people who would critique this would say that it's not fair because both sides don't get their at-bats. What if at the two-and-a-half-hour mark, Dan, you finish that inning? So let's say it's the seventh inning at the top of the seventh and the A's are up and it's at the two and a half um, hour mark and the Yankees had the bottom of the inning. But you've had two and a half hours. You've had your at-bats. We've had our at-bats. But this would ensure the inning gets finished and no one can complain. I don't want the inning to be finished. Oh, you're radical. I want it to stop. Like, that's it. Game over. Two outs, two on. Yes. They throw back to the pitcher. Like, yes. Yeah. That's it. No, like, stoppage time or anything? No. There's a little injury? Well, you could... But I don't know if then you have fake injuries like soccer does. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. If you want to put them on the clock, then put them on the clock. Like you could create. Then it would be interesting to watch baseball. If, you know, it's two and a half hours. See, the NFL has it timed out. Halftime is 12 minutes. Like they don't differentiate. Game starts right now. Game hopefully ends. You got another game after that. You got to fit into a window. Baseball doesn't fit into a window. Now, I've never had a problem with the length of a baseball game. But I will say, if your goal is to speed it up, this would speed it up. Yes, he. Because football, there's always an end, right? Either you go your four downs and you, you know, you yeah. three and out, or you have to punt, yeah. or it's going to end with a field goal or a touchdown. A baseball inning, theoretically, could go on in perpetuity. It could <laughs> go on forever. Yeah. Until you get those three outs, it could just keep going on for, it could take an hour and a half, just the one half an inning. Yes, Marvin. I'm an expert on shortening things. So <laughs> my thing would be, like, what about the batter? Like, what, what, like what's the penalty going to be if they go over the 14-second limit? Well, I think it's a ball for the pitcher. They just say that you didn't deliver the pitch in time, so it's a ball. And that's it. I don't know what it is. I get you just call a strike on the hitter if he's going to take forever. Yeah, Paul. If I've got a two o or o two count on someone, I'm just going to sit there and let the clock go and go. I get it to two two and rest my arm for a couple pitches. Did did Nomar start this? Who's the first player to start? You know, first batter who didn't get in the box. He took forever. He certainly made it famous. There's no doubt about that. He became the poster boy of. Yeah, like that's a weird OCD type thing. Like a tick. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if he does that now. Like, <laughs> what's he do now? Once you're out of baseball and he's at home with his wife, Mia Hamm, and she's like, hey, can you help me with this? And he's like, hold on. Like I, he stands up, sits down, stands up, sits <laughs> down, touches the remote three times, and then. <laughs> uh, as somebody who has OCD, I, I, I could certainly understand that. But it, that's always, it felt like Nomar started this.
Yes, Tom. You think he always has batting gloves on, even though he's not <laughs> Maybe. playing? Maybe. Maybe. Like in the kitchen, what yeah. are you doing? He's fixing the Velcro on the I batting know. glove. Why no, are you doing that? Oh, it drove me crazy. <laughs> Just get in the box. <laughs> every pitch. Every pitch. Get out, adjust, 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 get back in. Next pitch. You don't even swing. Get out, adjust. Yes, Paul. Jose Altuve of the Astros may have mastered it from what uh, Nomar used to do. He goes in, he adjusts his gloves four times on each hand between each pitch. Oh, God. Both hands. I mean, it's, it's, it's a scene, man. Yeah, see, I don't know what you can do. I, I find it more annoying with what the hitter is doing than the pitcher because the pitcher can't do anything until the batter's in the batter's box. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever get your podcast from there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Still waiting for a decision with Aaron Rodgers. Probably tomorrow at the earliest. Also, Seattle uh, apparently turned down a trade request from the Washington Commanders for Russell Wilson. Let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider, former Jets GM and also Dolphins executive. Mike, I saw a couple of days ago where you said Aaron Rodgers was being selfish. Explain why the timing of this that uh, he's selfish. Yeah, great to be with you. In a salary cap system, his decision is going to impact a lot of his teammates, specifically Devontae Adams, Preston Smith, Darian Smith, a couple other guys as well. When you look at what Drew Brees and the Saints did, the last four years he was there, Dan, they had the best record in the NFL. It's really simple. You lower the cap charges now and you push him out. If he's going to come back, and don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers should be the highest paid player in the game. He deserves whatever he wants. But he's being selfish because until he says, I am back, they can't re-sign some of their players. We just came back from the combine last night. You're already hearing things like Demarcus Lawrence being asked to take a pay cut, other players getting deals done or not. They can't handle their business until the Packers know if Rodgers is going to be there and how to structure his contract. Why do you think this is taking so much time that he's truly torn between staying in Green Bay and going someplace else? I think every day that he's not making a decision, he's closer to leaving. And here's why. Like, what could he possibly know on March 8th or 9th that he doesn't know today? You know, Dan, smartly, about 10 days ago, the Packers hired his old quarterback coach, Tom Clements. There's nothing else that he needs to know. If he was coming back, he should say, hey, fellas, pay me $50 million a year, lower the cap numbers, bring everyone back. We saw that with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Every day he doesn't see that, I would be scared to death if I'm the Packers and thinking, you know what, we're probably going to have to move on from him and a whole bunch of other players, and we got to rebuild. What's his trade value at that age? Well, I think because of what we saw with Tom Brady, I think it's a minimum of two first-round picks and probably three. You know, if Matt Stafford won for two, I'm probably, if I'm George Payton, the general manager of the Broncos, I'm giving up three first-round picks, and I'm going to be the odds-on favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl next year with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. If you're Denver, would you do that? If I said it's going to cost you three first, I was told a long time ago, Green Bay has so much confidence in their ability to draft. They want picks. They don't want players. So if you're Green Bay, you get those picks, you give up Aaron Rodgers if you have to. Is that worth it? 100%. You can't overpay greatness. If you have Aaron Rodgers for three years or four years, does it really matter if it costs you an extra first-round pick, which by all counts, Dan, should be a low pick in the 20s, maybe 31, 32 so 
the day he walks in the building, you have a meaningful chance to win the championship. And by the way, Dan, that gives you about four or five years to try to draft his replacement as well. I'm also trying to figure out what's going on in Seattle because I feel like they're quietly shopping Russell Wilson. And he's got the, you know, he he can uh, got the uh, trade uh, kicker in there that he can't be traded. He can veto that. So what is what should Seattle do? I totally agree. They, they should rebuild. If I was Seattle, John Schneider's done a great job there as their GM. They have the fourth best team in the NFC West. If you could get multiple first-round picks, and to me where it all lines up is Philadelphia, go get their three ones. Philadelphia with Russell Wilson has a chance to win the NFC East. And now if you're Seattle, you could rebuild. Because right now, if you're there with Russell Wilson, you're looking up at not only the Rams, but the 49ers. And Arizona made the playoffs with Kyle Murray. So if I'm them, we had a great run with Russell, but now's the time to restart. Yeah, but I wonder if that's the place that Russ would want to go. It, it, now, I, I think Philadelphia is a lot better than what people think. I just don't know um, if that's, that, that's a team that Russ would want to go to. And would Seattle let him go to the NFC? No, that's totally fair. Now, with that said, the other place I think is fascinating to me is Pittsburgh. You have a championship head coach. You got a championship defense. And the pitch I would make if I was Pittsburgh is, hey, look, our defense is as good as what Tampa's was two years ago. Tom Brady came down, we won a championship. You bring Russell Wilson in with Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, and that defense, they have a chance to win a championship. And, Dan, this is really hard for us to say, but Pittsburgh has to figure out how are they going to close the gap with none other than the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. But how do you quietly shop somebody, Mike? That's how we got Brett Favre when I was at the Jets. That's your job. you got to be a great listener. you got to call every team all the time. And you have to say, hey, is Russell Wilson available? And tell us what the bill is. When you're, when you're dealing with guys like a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, there's not a ton of negotiations. It's more of like, here's the bill. Do you want to pay it? And again, based on my experience, Dan, you pay bills. You can't overpay greatness in terms of quarterback. We just came back from the combine. There's really not a lot of answers there this year. And there's about at least 12 teams that need a quarterback. If I could get Wilson or Rodgers, I'm not letting the other team get off the phone. But when you called the Packers about Brett Favre, get, take me into those discussions. How does it work? Well, he really wanted to go to Tampa Bay and pay for John Gruden at the time and wanted nothing to do with going to New York or the Northeast. So we actually spent a lot of time convincing him that where we were, there was farms and he could go hunting. In fact, I said, Brett, if you don't hunt every single Tuesday, your day off, I'm going to find you. There will be mandatory hunting and fishing as a New York Jet. Um, and we just kept trying to understand what his concerns were because Green Bay, ironically, with Aaron Rodgers sitting there, knew they were in great shape at the quarterback position. And what we had going for us was they really wanted him in the AFC more than the NFC. So that that really helped our advantage. And again, fast forward to today, Dan, if I'm sitting there as the Packers, I would much prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos than the 49ers or any other team in the NFC. Yeah, I, but I also wonder if Green Bay knew what they had in Jordan Love, would they be going through any of this right now? I think Green Bay had the right strategy and poorly executed. And what I mean by that is two years ago, they said, hey, you know what? We got to be prepared for Aaron Rodgers graduating. And what happened was they traded a fourth round pick. Whoops. They traded a fourth round pick to go up and get Jordan Love. They have more questions than answers with him. And if I was them, I would just keep adding one. And that's what the great Ron Wolf did. 
Matt Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Aaron Brooks, all those quarterbacks were developed under Brett Favre. They need that same mindset because the only grade you really can give Jordan Love, Dan, is a grade incomplete, but they have to keep that mindset of keep adding another quarterback. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers for three years or Russell Wilson for five? Rodgers for three because I think he's the best player on the planet. And again, if we were running a team, Dan, we'll keep looking for his replacement. But when you have a chance to win a championship, it's hard to say no to that. Would you rather have Rodgers for one year or Brady for one year? Ooh. Probably Brady. I got 20 years of scar tissue. That guy. <laughs> Who would you take, Dan? For one year, I would take Rodgers. Why is that? Um, I think he can do more with less. I think Brady, when it's structured, when it's it, like he he has the right people in the right place. I think Rodgers can make things happen. I don't think Tom makes those things happen. Um, all things equal, that Tom gets to pick his team and Aaron gets to pick his team, I'd probably take Tom, but, you know, you don't get to always do that. Let's spice it up a little bit. Right. I'd rather have Tom Brady at his salary and his lesser demands economically than Rodgers as his because if we have Tom, we can bring back a lot more of the band okay. than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, how much is Tom going to cost you? What do you pay for about $25, 26000000000 billion in Tampa? Where Rodgers will probably take probably double that if if Mahomes is at forty five, I think Rodgers if he plays will be north of fifty. Yeah, and I think that's fair when you bring in the money. But um, do you think Tom Brady's done? No, I don't. You know why? He could have told the entire planet when he was on with Jim Gray that I am done unequivocally. And I think if you cut Tom Brady in half, Dan, what's going to ooze out of him is a world class <laughs> competitor. And you're a great dad. I like to think I'm a good dad. You could take your kids to school, and that's all well and good. But it's Tom Brady. Like, how many times can you take the garbage out to the end of the driveway, right? I mean, even as long of a driveway as he has, like, at some point, right? I, guy's still playing at a high level. How do you pursue Tom Brady if you're the Niners? Oh, that's easy. I am relentless. I am saying this is about your legacy. This is your hometown. And we'll talk to Tampa Bay. You tell them that you're not going to play there. I live this, unfortunately, because what happened was – Favre was like, look, I want to play one more year, and I don't want to play here anymore. It worked out for us at the Jets because we had just hired Rex Ryan. We wanted to draft somebody to build with Rex. It, we, we got fortunate and worked out. We drafted Sanchez, won a whole bunch of games together. But if I was the 49ers, I would call up Joel Glazer, the owner of the Buccaneers, and just say, hey, he's not playing there anymore. We we want to sign him for you know one more year. And we'll give you something because if not, he's just going to rot away on your reserve retired list. So why not get at least something for him? And then at the right time, have Tom put some pressure on. And that could be more of a July conversation, to be candid. Yeah, but, it, you know, Bruce Arian said it's bad for business if all of a sudden you're letting Tom kind of dictate what goes on here. Yeah, what's worse for business, Bruce, is if you get nothing for a guy that says he wants to play, but he just wants to play for his hometown. So, um it could get really sticky. And again, I actually lived it, Dan. I thought through those machinations of like, we may tell Brett he can't go anyplace else. But I was just thinking like, at the end of the day, if the guy doesn't want to be there, you're really stopping progress of your own organization. So at some point, cut your losses, get what you can and move on. Because at some point, either Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbert, someone's going to be the guy for them in Tampa Bay. And 
if Tom wakes up on July 4th and said, hey, you know, th these carpools are a little bit too much for me <laughs> and uh, I want to play for my hometown, I think it would be hard for Tampa to stop that. All right, we have a bet here. Uh, Paulie, my producer, thinks that a quarterback is selected the first 13 picks of this draft. The over-under is 13 and a half. Now, any quarterback is going to go in the top 13 picks. Where do you want to uh, weigh in on that? I'm going to take the under. I was there. Um, there's a lot more questions than answers this year. And, and with that said, if you and I, again, we're having a conversation in three years, I think Kenny Pickett will be a decent starter. I think Malik Willis is super intriguing because he's really well built. He just needs a little polish. And I think they'll be drafted, but I think it's lower in the teens at the earliest. Oh, so you're taking the over. So there's not a yes. quarterback selected like, in the first 13. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. I bet under like lower in the round, but oh, yes, oh, I think it's okay. 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. When does hand size matter with these quarterbacks? Great question, Dan. Context is everything. Kenny Pickett's had 27 fumbles and lost 11. It's meaningful with him. If we're talking about a guy that never had any fumbles, you could have six inch hands. It wouldn't matter. But the fact that they were sub nine inches and he's had ball security now, with that said, if you and I were running a team, we could still take him, but we'd be sitting there talking about what's our plan for him, what's the ball security drills, like how are we going to work on this? Every player has strengths and weaknesses, but his hand side is meaningful because he's had 27 fumbles in his career. What's the uh, 33 team? Is that you're teaching at Columbia? Is that part of that Well, yeah, curriculum? they're slightly different. So the 33rd team is a bunch of coaches like Doug Peterson, Dan Quinn, that when they weren't with the team, they wanted to stay current. And we have some rock star grad students that are supporting them. And we're just putting out free content to the world that's sort of like th just looking at things from behind the curtain. We had Brian Schottenheimer just write an article about what it's like to be a quarterback coach at the combine. We had Bill Pulling write an article why he hired Tony Dungy. And it's just trying to bring people behind the scenes. It's 3013.com. And uh, we have a free newsletter. But you're also teaching a course at Columbia University, aren't you? I, I am. So I squeeze that in between my responsibilities at ESPN. So we do that uh, every Tuesday in the fall. And that's the business of the NFL. And um, it's great. There's so much to talk about uh, around the league. And uh, there's a whole bunch of grad students that are way smarter than their professors. So I think <laughs> I learn as much from them as they learn from me. Help me understand this. Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback, goes in for his interview with the Eagles. And as soon as he walks in, they have him do pop his shot. What, what are you looking for there uh, if you're the Eagles? Com competitors. You know, like Pete Carroll is really known for that. Like Pete in, in his team meetings will have an offensive guy against a defensive guy. And he wants them competing at everything. And I think you're looking, you know, Coach Parcells has a great expression, Dan, like you want a battlefield commander as a quarterback. So does he hit the shot? Does he command the room? Does he handle adversity? I can't tell you how many times, Dan, over the years in Indy, we have taken quarterbacks off our board where we would show some interceptions and we would say, hey, take us through that play. And they would blame the play call. They blame the receiver. <laughs> they blame, and like they're, they're off the board. So you learn a lot about people that way. What if they're right? What, what if their assessment of the play was it was a bad call? Oh, you know, uh, it, it, that receiver made a, the wrong pattern. Yeah, no, that's fair, Dan. But you got to be Aaron Rodgers or Pat, Patrick Mahomes and have a little equity in that conversation first. You don't think, you don't think Aaron Rodgers would blame the play calling or uh, his wide receiver coming out of Cal? He would, 100%. But, you know, 
it's interesting you say that. Aaron Rodgers slid for a lot of reasons back in the day, and we didn't interview him when he came out, but I'll tell you, like, intangibles matter, especially at that What, what was the criticism of Rodgers and why he, he fell to the first well, end? You know, he was a junior college transfer, first of all. You know, he was not – and now, look, nowadays that wouldn't matter at all. Back then there was all sorts of studies about being a 30-, 40-game starter. Um, and I think there were some questions about, you know, leadership. And, look, at the time the irony was, you know, Alex Smith went one and Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator – of the 49ers, Mike Dolan was the head coach. They picked Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. McCarthy becomes the head coach of the Packers and the rest is history. So the ultimate irony was if McCarthy as the offensive coordinator of the 49ers had selected Aaron Rodgers, think about how much history would have been different for Mike Nolan at the time, Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy in Green Bay. Great stuff as always, Mike. We appreciate your time. Thank you. You make us smarter. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Big fan of your show and really appreciate you having me. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 